Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back and welcome to season four. You know, I'm ashamed to say that Rick and Morty beat me with their season four, as long as that took. Pickle Rick! I don't know if I've matured since season three, hopefully a little bit. I don't know, let's see. You're listening to The Signal Man with your host, Josh Urban. Josh Urban. Josh Urban. Josh Urban, delighted to be here with you today. And if you're like my grandma and following along the first three seasons, thank you, grandma. Really appreciate that. You might be like, man, where have you been? I was talking to her the other day. She goes, man, I've been listening to your reruns. What's up? Well, this is something that happens to many podcasters, but very few of us will admit it. I ran out of valuable things to say. I was just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, no, this is not working. So took some time off. been doing some cool things, I've been talking to some cool people I want to share with you, and uh, well, let's get into it. We go down to Richmond, Virginia, to the WDCE studios, where my buddy Alex Lee Ratner swung by, friend of the show, for another visit to talk about life and music and play some songs, and man, it, this is like my favorite place in the world to hang out. It's in the basement, it's a basement studio, so it's in the basement of a college building, and there's shelves upon shelves upon shelves of obscure and local CDs and vinyl, and we sat among the hipster spiders, and I had messed up my recording system, so I just put my phone in front of the studio radio, so you'll hear what it would sound like if you were sitting there in one of those orange chairs from the 70s listening to this broadcast. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Lee Ratner. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Josh Urban, in with a very special guest, Alex Lee Ratner. Good to see you, man. How are you? Good to see you. I'm good. How are you been? Doing great, man. Doing great. Good to be here in the studio. I've been doing this remote thing for a while, and uh, oh, this is like one of my favorite rooms in the world. So <laughs> nice to be with you. If you're just tuning in, you're like, Alex Lee, who? So Alex has been... Uh, uh, this is your fourth time on the air, I think. Uh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. He's a, a fourth, friend, fifth, something like that. Friend of the show, friend of yes. the show, a local local Richmond artist, singer songwriter, guitar player, um, and he was first on the air with Monacan Hill way back in the day. Yes, one of his one of his uh, early bands, and he's back, and he has been chronicling his life through the ups and downs and soul crushing grief and a, well apparently bliss too because I see a wedding ring on your finger so a lot has happened since we've caught up what's been going on where'd that ring come from i mean <laughs> things happen you know yeah. uh got married last november Congratulations. uh november 11th uh 11 11 that nice. was the idea of that makes uh, sense yes <laughs> you wanted to be memorable yes yeah. yes but uh found a great woman in my life and um you know it took me no time at all to come to that decision and uh you know we got married um you know, it's been a very different transition. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm... I never saw myself as the type that would probably even get married, you know, and, um, you know, taking on parenthood and any of that. But um, it's honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. So I think I think that's a fine sign of maturity right there, because I've always been this this. Um, well, there's actually a word for what I was, which is Peter Pan syndrome, you know, and I had a guitar mm. army, which is your band of lost boys. You yes. Know? I had all my guitar students and everything. So now I'm turning my attention to maturity and taking on the responsibilities <laughs> of life. I was just thinking about this. I had the strangest experience yesterday. I walked through the parking lot of a grocery store to get lunch, which I usually don't do. So that mm. was mature of me. And I saw a Volvo station wagon that actually looked cool. And I was talking to the guy and said, <laughs> I'm like, what's happening to me? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, in other words, no more, no more snotty nosed punk songs, you know, from my youth. So, well, maybe a few. So, but. well, and, and uh, yeah, absolutely. So, well, and, and your youth, you're, you're 26, right? Uh, next month, I'll be 26. So, you're yes. 25. 25, yes. yeah. So, well, at the ripe old age of 33, I reserve the right to say, no, son, that's, yes. that's still young. <laughs> so, well, how has, how has this life transition changed your songwriting and your music? Uh, well, for a while, I was uh, going through writer's block anyway. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it had a lot to do with just staying busy as much as possible and um you know i I don't know i guess to an extent i got tired of kind of writing some of the music i was writing before um you know when i was uh 18 19 20 even it was you know very easy to kind of just write whatever came in my mind and 
you know, I would crank out, you know, five, six songs a day. Wow. You know, and I'm jealous, man. That's well, awesome. I mean, I don't know what it what changed. I guess I just got tired of, you know, kind of just going, you know, to whatever limits and extremes I exhausted myself to just with writing punk music, you know. Okay. I've delved into other stuff lately. Um, I've really been getting into a lot of um you know, 60s experimental and, uh, Interesting. you know, stuff like Zappa and uh, Captain Beefheart nice. and stuff like that. Oh, and cool. uh, my chair just lowered. Yeah, sorry for that. I just thought, <laughs> no, that was my you, fault. You just dropped yeah. a, just Well, so, um, well, so I, I'm always interested. One of the things I do is, um, I, that word educator sounds so pretentious, but I'm always presenting music to people, most often non musicians, mm -hmm. because hopefully the world is not full of musicians then it's a dream theater concert <laughs> so, right so um and what i'm really interested in is how art can help us live not only better but live at all sometimes mm -hmm. right so i think i think i know music has certainly saved my life and from some of our conversations sounds like it saved yours too yes so um if you would, if, if I'm not being too much of an educator here, could yeah. you give our listeners an example, maybe uh, half a verse and a chorus of an angsty punk song that you wrote when you were 18 mm -hmm. that you don't feel like anymore? Well, um, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I. I, I mean, that's think... a, that's a weird question. So no, I mean, it's just it's. Um... You know, I just remember listening to my idols and what they've always said, too. You know, I mean, some some bands aren't always the same as, you know, you want them to be like when you were younger. Right. You know, and they do all these transitional, you know, pieces and stuff like that when they get older. Right. Um, except for, uh, you know, Tool, you know, which... <laughs> true. true that. <laughs> they make great music no matter what. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and thank, while, thank you to but... my wife. But, for uh you know giving me my tool overload so <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go so so what um alex i gotta say this is so cool chatting with you and and i know if you're just listening in you would have no way of seeing this but alex has this gravity he has he has a mature man sitting across from me <laughs> um we well i've known you since you were like 21 something like that something like that yeah, yeah so it was, which it was not that long younger ago. than that it was so. yeah before my dad passed but. right so your, your father mm -hmm. your father passed away um on when you're young mm -hmm. well relatively a young man i should say and then um you got married mm -hmm. you've assumed fatherhood mm -hmm. and you're playing music which is really cool so Forget about the weird example I was asking about. What's something, what's a song that you'd like to share with us today? Uh, well, I'd like to debut this new one, actually. Sounds um, awesome. And I wrote it not too long ago. It's still more in the same kind of power chordy vein, but it was more of a, more of an exercise on just getting back into the groove. Nice. Um, you know, and I, I don't even know what the song's about. It's just, you know. Preempted my question yes. right there. <laughs> Alex knows me well. It's like, what is this about? What does that mean? What yes. does it even mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to, uh, he's, he's sitting at the desk with his acoustic guitar and we got some mics right here. So we're going to try to, uh, let's do a quick sound check and, and rustle some things around. Just play that guitar and go, la, la, la. And uh, the song is called uh, Dangerous Feeling. Uh, it Dangerous was, feeling. and it was, um. Named, so named by uh, Aunt Wilda. So uh, we'll uh, play this one for her. Hopefully she's listening. <laughs> Downtown scenes, always the same.
Hey, there we go. There we very nice. Dangerous feeling. Alex Lee Ratner on WDCE, and I'll tell you what, folks. Yeah, have a have a swig of that soda, man. Because yes. uh, wow, well, that's like my my favorite thing about about doing the show is I get to have these artists by, and I get private concerts, man. And they're, I'm like, they're here's your new song. Sometimes I hear. Uh, is that the first time you played it in public? Uh. Yeah, this is the first time it's been on the radio. This is the okay. second time I played it in public. Okay, so yeah, so the get... first time actually, yeah, I haven't played it on a show or anything yet. So, so, so yeah, so <laughs> like I get to see, like I get to see, it, and you get to hear it too. So you get yes. to hear it. I get to hear it and see it. Lucky me. So <laughs> you remind you remind me, Alex, uh, to get a picture of what's going on. Picture like Jack White crossed with the Oasis. That's <laughs> how I would describe Alex right there. He, you kind of have that Jack White vibe. At least it's not Christian Slater. My wife will say Johnny Depp, but I at could, least it's not Christian Slater. I could, I could, I could see, I could see a little bit of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's <laughs> kind of got the, the, yeah. You look like you could be like Jack White's cousin or something like that. Oh, so, cool. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's a very, very cool thing. So. Anyways, Alex, before we go to the break, where can people connect with you and how can they hear more of you? Uh, right now, you can go on uh, Facebook, of course, find me, Alex Lee Ratner. Um, I have my own little page there. Nice. And um, also, you can go on to uh, SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash Alex Lee Ratner. Fantastic. Check it out. Well, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to hear a little bit of the clash because I'm like... what. Well, you know, that's that's one of the always, always my question for any artist that comes on the show, and really anybody in particular, because, uh, yeah, you want to move that up? It yeah, kind of nice. like fell. Let's see. I got it. Cool. All right. We got it. Good. That, that working? Okay, cool. So getting the mics all adjusted to give you high fidelity sound. Um, what we have is any, well, what we eat, what we watch, what we read, this all influences us, but especially for us musicians, um, what have you been listening to, Alex? You mentioned some experimental stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Zappa, the Mother's Invention. Um, trying my best to get back into Captain Beefheart, because years ago I heard that Trial Mask replica record, and everybody loves that record. Um, yeah. And the first time I heard it, I was like, what am I listening to? Right, you know, right, right. All that music, and I mean, it's it's really gotten a hold on me now, and I don't know. It's just my my dad was always into you know, experimental stuff like that. And he was big into uh, Velvet Underground and Lou Reed. Okay. And okay. that's always, I've always well, loved Velvet Underground, good. you know, yeah. but yeah, now mm -hmm. it's, it's starting to grow on me more. My wife has been a huge influence to me on metal music. You Dude, know? Your wife likes metal music? A lot of metal. Man, I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. But, She's uh, married. And it's, you know, I mentioned, wife likes metal music. I mentioned Tool earlier, you know, we like to call it uh, the Pink Floyd of metal. You yes, know? So, that's a great, great way to look at it. <laughs> so the new album's been, you know, obviously blasting throughout our, uh, yeah. you know, our stereos. And, you know, we've got, uh, uh, I don't know, I was, I've been really getting into Lamb of God a lot lately. Just nice. shout out to RVA. Yeah, you know, of course. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's starting to just kind of take a hold on me. And I've noticed a little bit in some of my other songs, you know, that I've been working on lately. So... So, right, so you've been seeing the influence, because a lot of, like, I'll yeah. listen to Bach all day, and I don't write anything like Bach, <laughs> right? But, I mean, I love him, but, yeah. and he must influence me at a deep level, but, so you've been seeing this influence come out. Just a little bit. Yeah. I feel like something's coming. That's yeah, neat. Something's cooking. Well, you know, um, back to what you said, you know, it was taking you a while to get into the into the music. Uh, well, shout out to my dad. He's he's listening in with my grandma from Connecticut. Hey, what's up, folks? And um, we were having this conversation the other day about... Uh, I think it was bar talk, some like weird classical music, and mm -hmm. and so the the question is is like so let's say you find some music that everybody likes, but you're like, what is this, mm -hmm. right? Like is it like the Beefheart album? You're like, right. what the heck is this, right? <laughs> so when we lit, so what is your opinion on on like when you listen to something like is some of it like the Emperor's New Clothes and you're just like, people are like, oh yes, they like it because they're supposed to or be, they like it because it's an acquired taste. Like for me, that was jazz. At first I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And now I really like jazz. And then some other stuff, I'm like, yeah, still not getting it. Yeah. Um, what's what's your take on that? Um, if that makes any sense. No, I mean, it took me a, at least 10 times to try and get into that Captain Beefheart record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right. Um, you know, uh, it's part of me sees the influence it has over generations okay you know and that's a big thing for me is like finding out 
Just what am I missing about this if I'm not getting it the first time? Right, and if it's been influencing other generations, that's, yes. that's an interesting way to And, uh, I mean, this is something I actually, like, posted about the other day on Facebook. It was like, you know, I, I was like, look, I'm giving this album another shot. You know, what am I missing? Uh, you know? Okay, interesting. And um, one, of my, uh, one of my old friends, a couple of them actually just, you know, were telling me, just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Okay. So I just went ahead and played the record till I got it. <laughs> that's, that's cool. It, well, did you ever have the experience? Okay, so let's see. So now music is, it's so easy to get, mm -hmm. right? We have Spotify, we have Tidal, we have YouTube um, for, for anything that you want. Now, of course, there's the radio, but that's still pretty limited, right? So because it's a top 40 format, really. But if you don't like a song, it's easy enough to get a different song. Do you ever have the experience of buying a CD and you saved up your money for it. And like I used to, so, I'm, you know, I got you by a couple of years here. So maybe this didn't happen to you, but I'll go to Borders. Mm -hmm. I save up $15. And when you're like 11 years old, that's a lot of money, yes. right? And you buy the new, or not the new one, but the the band that's also on the same label as Dream Theater. <laughs> and you're like, this is going to be great. And you put it on, you're like, what is this? Yes, but, but you spend fifteen dollars on it, right? So you're gonna you're Case gonna listen in to point, it. the last Taylor Swift album. <laughs> Seriously? Yes, <laughs> I was actually a Taylor Swift fan. You know, um, I admired her songwriting. Actually, that's it. Well, no, I mean, hey, she's she's a yeah, yeah, she's, she's certainly, I mean, certainly. So I, yeah, tell me about this. No, I mean, like, all right. So I remember when Fearless came out, okay. and that was huge, right? You know, I was I was in high school, okay. but I mean, it was. That was a huge album, you know, and I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. I'm musically open to everything. Nice. Right you know, on. I mean, I'll listen to everything. If it's good, it's good. Right. You know, but absolutely. Fearless, you know, was actually a great record. Here's a young girl who's coming out here. Yeah. Like on her riding over and taking over country now. Is that the one that, um, um, not Picture to Burn, uh, I Knew You Were Trouble? No, that was, uh, I think Red. You know, that Red. was okay. Red was a great album too. You know, Red was after Fearless. Yes. Okay. Fearless was like her breakthrough. Like, okay. Yeah. So Picture to Burn must have been on that one. I think I so. Hate yeah. That stupid old <laughs> It's been a while. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Don't tell anybody, audience. But no, I really, I, mean, I really like that. Song. I don't talk about that myself <laughs> that much. But no, that's cool. Like, I mean, I liked, I liked her when she started, and now it's gone into like this Beyonce like pop direction, which. Right. You know, Beyonce's got good songs, but, you know, Taylor Swift is, like, not Beyonce, you know, so right. that's my problem. Right. You know, and then when it gets into this new territory, like, I played the new record, and I'm just like... I've not heard it yet. It, you it, aren't missing much. It just dropped... Was, <laughs> was it called Love or something? Lover. Yeah. Lover. Yeah, so it just dropped, right? It's yeah. Been, I mean, yeah. I was just... I was extremely disappointed. Same thing, it's just like Weezer coming out now. Like, Weezer will mm. reproduce the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. And I'm just like, you know, that used to be my band, you know. Right. And then what have they done? Well, you met you back to the beginning of the interview, you mm -hmm. said, so life has significantly changed for you, mm -hmm. you know, so you've gone um into you said you're a stepdad, you're a husband, you're you assume the mantle of responsibility. I've been listening to a lot of motivational talks about how it's important to pick up responsibility. You've done this, sir, and this has changed your way of looking at music and changed your way of doing it so you are transitioning as an artist and you see other artists who are not transitioning right <laughs> and that that is understandably uh aggravating yeah so, yeah well that's um it's like yeah taylor stop doing that right 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah right and it's one of the things much money doing it i mean uh, why would you it's just gone yeah right right exactly it's just money so well um we, we got a uh Speaking of songwriters, we got a Beatles tune coming up to play for you in a minute. But before we do that, do you have any? Um, would you like to play us another song? Uh, sure, we'd love to love to hear. It. How about one from? Um, may make a request, or which song would you, would you like to play? I should say. I'll ask you. I'll ask you a couple of things when we're off the air, so we can get it lined up. Um, I have a tendency. It does not put, matter. Yeah. Um, put people on the spot. Okay, let's go ahead and. Uh... Do an old one. <laughs> Sounds good. What are we going to hear now? Uh, we'll go ahead with uh, Gotham, just for old time's sake. Sounds good. Now, and the story behind this one. You forgot that I was going to ask you that. <laughs> you forgot. Uh, another You're slipping one. in your old age, Alex. You're no, no, no. slipping. So, like, back when I was 17, I wrote this song. Um, you know, I've been playing it ever since. It's one of my, I'd say in my top two, these are, along with Tampa's Burning, about my okay. dad. But those two... 
were like those were like my main songs. Okay. You know, I mean, I there really hadn't been hardly any shows I haven't played Gotham at. Nice. And um, this one just it had no meaning to it. I wrote the riff when I was seventeen and bored. It was it sounded great. So had my band's first show at the time, Monacan Hill, and we went out and played the show. I had no lyrics written down, and. Um, you know, eventually somebody caught the performance on video, and I went back and watched it and listened to what I said, and that's a song. I remember you. Yes. So you made, you made up the lyrics on the spot. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm quite proud of how well I've maintained that for the last several years. That's but pretty awesome. I don't recommend it. So, well, you know what? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to Gotham, and then we're going to drop that Beatles track, and then we're going to come back after the break. We're going to let's talk about songwriting because I'd love to pick your brain about that, cool. both for personal thing and our listeners. Right. Alex Lee Ratner on WDCE. We're here in Gotham. Go get him. Man, Alex Lee Ratner got him, and you just made that up on the spot. Yeah. That's pretty darn awesome, man. That's pretty darn awesome. Man, poor Alex. I'm, I'm like talking doom and gloom when we're off the mic, man. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that song ended when it did. That's Jack White with that black bat licorice. And before that uh, was Glass Onion with the Beatles off the White Album right there on WDCE. I'm your host, Josh Urban, and what you, you do to keep a friend from driving drunk, anything it takes, is message brought to you by WDCE and the Ad Council. And please, I know I say it all the time, but I want it to be a cliche. I want to get stuck in your head. And uh, Alex, I don't know if I told you, but I must have told you that because I'm always going on about this. But one time, 
I was dating this girl and she was listening to my show and she was about to go to a winery and she went out to the winery and she did not drink as much. And she was like chiding me. She goes, you were stuck in my head. You were like, you know, never let a friend drive drunk. Yeah, it's like, yes, that's the point. <laughs> and she lived to tell the story. And I was nagging at her. So that's a win. That's a win on both sides. Anyways, anyways, that's why Alex is the married guy and I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, anyways, yeah. anyways. But as Justin Bieber would say, my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. Not referring to you, Alex. <laughs> referring to the one I was nagging at. Okay, so now back to the professional script. What I want to ask you about next. This microphone, so I don't have to hunch over. Um, oh, by the way, if you have any questions for Alex, uh, if you'd like to call us, 804-289-8790, you are 90 as in University of Richmond, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the signal man, like a traffic signal, and, and uh, shoot us a message right there. I'll pull it up so I can see it. Um, so yeah, yeah, feel free to, to join in the conversation on Twitter at Don't Josh Me, but I can't see my phone right now because we're recording this. Uh, I have my phone right up next to the radio because that's really high tech, but it will be a podcast. So what we were talking about earlier in the program was my interest in presenting musical concepts to musicians and especially non-musicians because thankfully the musicians are rare in the world. I mean, we're lovely people. I really think so, but you get too many of us and it gets low on balance, right? So just, just a little, but the thing is, is, um, everybody I think has something to offer each other. So I have this wonderful ability and you have this wonderful ability to, when we're having a lousy day, we can put it somewhere, right? We can write it into a song. We can play it into a guitar riff. That's a, that's a big luxury. And the thing is, is it does not need to be reserved to just musicians. Anybody can, now, that's not to say that everybody can write a good song, but everybody can write a song. There's nothing stopping you, right? And if the song helps you get through your day, then who cares if anybody else likes it, right? The point is, is it to help you? The wonderful thing about the internet is you could probably find somebody else that likes it, but that's just if you're just getting into it. But now, if we're talking to a seasoned, experienced, good songwriter like Alex, well, it's always cool to hear his perspective on how he goes about this. So Alex... You get something come up, say some little, like you get a flat tire or some big, like your father dies, right? And that's the song you have. How do you put that into a song? What is your step-by-step -step basis? Um, Kurt Cobain said something really interesting. Uh, <clears throat> Nirvana was really big and it was, um, he always started with the uh, music first and then the lyrics. Um, typically to me, I just kind of wing it and see what happens. Nice. Um, Usually, you know, and it's it's interesting because back then I definitely always was the type that did it that way and started with the music first. Okay. <clears throat> um, as of lately, I kind of just got into the habit, and I think, you know, not to put this all on her, but I believe that a lot of this comes from my wife because my wife is a poet. Oh, nice. So, you know, when she'll think of something, I know she likes to instantly, like, write it down when she's in a creative mood. Okay. You know, nice, makes and, sense, makes sense. You know, and it works for her. I mean, it's a good outlet. That's great. And, um, you know, just it, whenever you're going through something, I mean, it's just, it's easier to me to just kind of write it down. Like, I'll have my phone out and, um, you know, no matter something bad or whatever is going on, or I just randomly think up a, a lyric or something, I'll just put it down in my, like, my notes section. And, um, and, and just to be really overly detailed, annoyingly so, but... Uh, I'm like the guy I read in the newspaper one time, like Stephen King had a Q&A session and somebody asked him what kind of chair he used. Like, seriously, you think if you buy the same chair as Stephen King, you're going to write like that, you know, like, and that same thing happens with me. I'm like, oh, what kind of guitar are you using, man? Right? That has nothing to do with it. But the risk of sounding like that guy, what do you usually write down? Is it a, does it rhyme? Is it, um, is it just a few thoughts? No, not all the time. It doesn't, um, it doesn't always rhyme. And I've, I think with a lot of the experimental stuff I've been listening to, you know, in my free time, I think that a lot of that, you know, just kind of opened up the, like the vault. It was sort of like, well, man, not all this has to rhyme. Not all this has to have a melody, you know? And, cool. um, I don't know. I just kind of got into the idea of just writing down whatever popped in my mind. So it's sort of like, you know, I think of something that sounds like really deep or okay. really cool in my mind, you know? And it's like, 
oh, all right, well, I'll eventually get back to that. And sometimes, you know, if I'm lucky, you know, all the stuff that I've written down over time will eventually morph together and create a song. Interesting. And you know. let me ask you this. How much, obviously you edit a lot when you put it into a song. When you're just writing stuff down, I assume that's very little editing. You're just writing it out. Mm, yeah, more so, than likely. So, and the reason I ask you this, and I'm curious your opinion on this, because I'm always telling people one thing, but we're not asking me, we're asking you, but a lot of times I run into people who, when they start to write something down, they're like, oh, that's stupid, and they just don't. Yeah. Do you run into that too? Do you just write it anyway? Do you say, oh, I'm not writing that? Or, <laughs> I don't want incriminating uh, evidence. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that sometimes. I'll, I'll admit it's, you know, you'll think of something and then you're like, well, wait a second. What was I thinking? You know, <laughs> just like. <laughs> but, but would you say it's important to write it anyway? Depends. It okay. honestly depends. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if I feel like, if I feel like, you know, they're not going to understand where I'm coming from, then right. no. Right. You know, but, and well, that's my I, whole thing. But that would be the final edit of the song. When you're right. just punching something on your phone, you probably don't care too much, right? You're just right, like, right. Just, oh, yeah. Down. Yeah, it's just going, typing as you go. <laughs> gotcha. Writing gotcha. as you go. Which is an interesting thing, and that's something that it, it's nice to hear, you know, an artist say that. Mm -hmm. And I want the listeners to, to hear that is because, um, you know, I'm, my mom's always like, well, at least somebody else told you, right? You know, she's like, I've been <laughs> telling you that for years. But, like, that is... That is one of my big messages is is the editing comes later mm. and it's you need to give yourself space to sort your thoughts. Yes. And feel free to disagree with that. But you oh, that's I how mean, it's true. I mean, you know, like I just feel like in some cases I have a lot to say, but I don't know how to put the music to it. Okay. And I mean kinda I guess where I'm going with that is that just I don't know, to me, the whole idea of making a song is to have the melody there. And that's just my perspective and how I've always built a song. You know, it's yeah. like, you've got to be able to have something. Like, somebody told me one that uh, the best-known songs um, are going to be the three-chord progression songs. Right. And, you know, um, while there's truth to that, I like to kind of venture out and do things differently and try to you know, at least show that I have a little bit more versatility than that. Right. But I know at the same time, a lot of people are only going to keep up with only, you know, those three to four minute songs that, you know, are just poppy and, you know, right. that just right. stick out and have that melody. I mean, it's just, and so, it's hard bridging that gap. Right. So, so in other words, to, to be fresh and creative, but have a recognizable, catchy melody. Right. Is, is right. Struggle. Right. Now, have you found the, the weird experimental stuff helping you or hindering you in that regard? It's, I wouldn't say it's hindering. It's just creating another obstacle. Right. I mean, if that makes sense. It's just creating another challenge. Because you're you like, know, it could be. But I like weird. challenges because then, you know, you get you get into that mode where you're like, I got to conquer this, you know, that's and it. I got to do that. I mean, so that's why I don't say it's really a hindrance as much as it is just another, you know, challenge of... Uh, get into that next step in my creative journey and challenge as in uh you feel like you want to get up obscure but you don't want to lose the listener or um what exactly do you mean well you know the people have been listening um to my music since i've been really out there doing it you know um it's it's hard because i mean i don't want to alienate those people okay right but i want to be able to you know, say, hey, look, to these people who ever, you know, weren't into that kind of music, you know, like I want to do something different. To interpret. And hopefully, you know, if I've still got the same dedicated people, you know, who will listen to me, right. then hopefully they'll understand that. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Excellent. Radiohead did it. <laughs> hey, yeah, well, it's, it's good. It's good to have people. Not that who, I'm anywhere near that, but yes. it's good to have. Well, that's the wonderful thing about art. Like if it was baseball, you know, you can definitively say no you know right you, you haven't hit that many home runs but but you know this i mean my record i have i don't know probably 1200 records in my living room and you know mm -hmm. it depends oh, what, oh, no. what day I'm tracy looking. this might be your time to call in babe so so <laughs> so it's like what so, so what what we got what we got so anyways well let's alex let's hear another song and um and this one is written from a period of great personal tragedy for you yes this is Tampa is burning. This is one that I've I probably my favorite one that you do. Oh, thank you. 
Absolutely. And this is, well, why don't, I'll let you tell the story. This was your tragedy. You get to tell the story. Uh, this one is about my dad. Um, and, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, he passed away from cancer uh, after a two-month battle um, back in August of uh, 2014. And um, I don't know. Funny thing is, is that I never really expected, this is around the time, you know, my band dissolved and um, I was just going through a lot, you know, in my personal life with all the changes. And uh, I really didn't think I was going to write again, for one. And when I did put this together about a month later, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, it something about it just kind of clicked to me. The music, this is one of the honest times I can say the music and the lyrics just blended together for me. They just came like that to me. So um, I'm I'm quite proud as much as I am with God, I'm the last song, yeah. so. Yeah. I remember you being in the studio when you're getting bad news about yeah. him on the show, well, mm -hmm. a couple, well, right before he died. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I don't know, I, I, I feel like connected to this song as well. So yes. uh, let me, let's move your mic around a little bit. Let's All see, right. get this, get these, <laughs> a really high tech sound. <laughs> Down here, we're just going to move this back here because he really lets loose on this one. He's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say. All right, let's see. That should do it. Okay. Whatever, whatever you're ready, Sarah. All right.
Yes, Tampa's burning Alex Lee Ratner on WDCE 90.1 FM Richmond and worldwide at WDCE.net. Alex, very nice. Very nice. You know, and a question I've never thought to ask about that. So that was about the passing of your father. Um, called Tampa is burning right there. He lived in Florida, obviously. And take the hatred out of love. Don't think of what's to come. This is the deepest punk song I've heard. Uh, you know, Green Day has their, you know, interesting subtle political um um thing on um, on american idiot that whole album is awesome i love the yeah. saint uh saint jimmy um i read the graffiti on the bathroom stalls the holy scriptures of the shopping malls i subconsciously think i was thinking of that song too. that's that's a yeah, that's but... an exit oh yeah you can you want to move that mic up here i'll just a little bit yeah, yeah here we go <laughs> he's, he's way down at the desk so mm -hmm. so take the um take the hatred out of love um don't think of what's to come what what is that I mean, that, that sounds like a really personal thing, but is there any, uh, what, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, well, it's something I, like, haven't talked about a lot, you know, but, um, you know, my, my father and I, I always felt didn't have the closest relationship. And, um, you know, when he, uh, when he passed, it was sort of like, I, I tried to really kind of come to grips with the fact that, you know, like, this is the last chance I'm going to have with him, you know, right. and... Right. I mean, the last year or so leading up to it, we had kind of gotten closer, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, I always thought we would have more time. And then when he got sick, it was only a two-month battle, and it was like, well, wow. you know, but it was sort of like all the years that I had tried to kind of mend things and get things, you know, to work between the two of us. And um, I don't know. I mean, it was just sort of like I'm trying to just, like, take the hatred out of the love, mm -hmm. you know, and everything and yeah. whatever, you know. But it's, um, it's I don't line. know. Good it luck. was it was a method of dealing and um you know i think now the song can translate into any other thing like you know dealing with my uncle's death a few days ago and um i mean just whatever i mean whatever you're going through i got i gotta tell you you know there's always that well it's become a bit of a cliche you know you don't know what somebody's going through but alex you you don't know what he i mean i see this this guy has like anytime he's on the show, something big has happened. Like so, you were on the show one time, and, and you you got the news that that your bad news about your father. Yeah, I think last time I saw you, everything just like you know you're just working on some music. At this time, you just came from your uncle's funeral, and you had gotten married. There's a wedding ring on your finger. Like wow, so that's two that makes up for the last yes. time. So, so it's it's cool to hear how I'm, just, I'm staying busy. Yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that. So it's. <laughs> It's nice to see how you can put it into the music. So yes. if you're listening in, um, uh, this is WDCE 90.1 FM Richmond, top of the hour, broadcasting uh, local to RVA, RVA at 90.1 FM and worldwide at WDCE.net. I'm Josh Urban and having a great conversation and a private concert with Alex Lee Ratner on Facebook, Alex Lee, uh, Facebook.com slash Alex Lee Ratner. I think uh, they'll, they'll find it. Yes. And also you on SoundCloud. Yes. <laughs> Poke around. Take it upon yourself. We'll also post a link on this show page, which is facebook.com slash the signal man, like a traffic signal. S-I-G-N-A-L. Hard, hard to say. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. So, um, yeah. So cool to hear how that you, you take life and you can put it into something. And that's a message that I hope translates to you listeners out there is, is art is, is, different than the maslov's hierarchy of needs which says i think that's what it's called when it says you know first we need food and shelter mm -hmm. to make sure you know that uh, and then and then we need social interaction and then we can have luxury or something like that mm -hmm. our hierarchy of needs but i disagree with it well people usually place art at the end when we have everything all set but i disagree with that why did holocaust survivors or, or people in the concentration camps why were they carving butterflies mm. into the bunk beds right why did Cholzhenitsyn write the Gulag Archipelago in the Gulag? Right? Mm -hmm. Why? Why did? The, why does this happen? So this is this is vital stuff. This is not stuff we just do on a sunny day when we have got it made in the shade. So, anyways, thanks for sharing, Alex. Really appreciate. It. We got some more questions, some more songs coming up. But uh, first, a little against me. Man, I'm in the studio with Alex Lee Ratner, and we're talking music, life, philosophy, family, influences, all these things. And I've gone and. Uh, well, got a little gizmo out of the car, so we'll be talking about this in a minute. But, um, well, Alex, uh, you recently become uh, a stepdad. So, uh, what? What you said you have a, a little daughter. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that, she's eleven. That's that's awesome. That's you. That's 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 a big daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pardon me. Pardon, you know the eleven-year-old girls. Uh, I assume she's listening. I'm not sure, but uh, if she's listening, hello. Um, please don't hurt me. They uh, eleven-year-old girls just think of it. Idiot, man. They say, well, who is this guy? And why is he running his mouth like that? So I'm quite, I have a lot of respect. Watch yourself, Mazzy. Yeah, that's right. Please don't hurt me. Yes, there you go. What kind of music does she like? Uh, you know, she likes uh, she likes a lot of the um, more stuff that's on Top 40 and pop and everything. Nice. I mean, I think. And, um, yeah, I'm going you know, to take that's... my horse to that old town road. I know. I know, big. Uh... I can't no more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that and... Uh, uh, Billie Eilish, I think, is her artist right now. Oh, uh, yes. And, yes. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Billie Eilish is really good. So, you know, I, you know, I keep hearing her. I've just heard her in passing. I need to, I need to study her more. There's, there's, yeah, th she's got some cool stuff. I mean, there's a lot to Really study. cool. It's different. There's, well, you know, as you were just perusing the CD collection in here, um, how old school is that? Right, a CD collection. <laughs> <laughs> so CDs are so passe, you know. I mean, like the vinyl collection, especially in Richmond. That's that's cool, right? But CD yes. collection, like, what is this? So, so yeah, there's a lot to study in the world. That's which is just a wonderful thing. So, uh, well, I, I thought Alex, you know, well let's let's play let's play a jam for your daughter. Um, and what we're gonna do is this is a neat thing. Um, I like to bring you guys live radio. This is not program stuff. This is live college radio, and uh, you can't hear this anywhere else. So one of the things I like to do is we're going to bring you something that we have not practiced. I mean, we didn't even know we were doing the show until yesterday. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. honestly, it was actually yeah. today. <laughs> I was trying to make it with all the, I had a memorial service course this morning. Yeah, you know? man, I'm so sorry. No, I mean, yeah. then I was like, well, I mean kind of got to go and do this yeah yeah <laughs> it's a great yeah. stress relief no matter what so. for sure for sure man yeah this is my happy place too so um yeah so what we're gonna do is uh so we have not planned this we have not rehearsed this but i've got a three-string oil can guitar so i got this old antique oil can well <laughs> antique is, is <laughs> means they can charge me ten dollars for a rusty old can literally um but it looks cool it says golf it's sapphire 30 weight premium motor oil it's empty and I put a little uh, little neck on it and three strings, and you know I'm do my muddy waters thing, you know. What if I feel tomorrow like I feel today? I'm gonna pack my suitcase and make my getaway. Lord, I'm trouble. Right, you know I didn't go. I know on. it's a Captain Beefheart record. Yeah, uh, oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. So, so we can. Yeah, so we can kind of like, so we're, we're going to jam. So, Avant-garde. So yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Fancy, oh, it's, it's, too, it's too good, it's too good. It's too good for most people. Don't right? worry, keep listening, you'll that, understand that's it. Right, that's right, keep listening, keep listening. So, so you know, you, you might understand, if you're lucky, right, right? If you're lucky. Yes. <laughs> so, if you're sophisticated enough, if your palate is sufficiently developed. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna try a jam session here. And this is a great thing about live entertainment is it could utterly and horribly fail. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it utterly and horribly fails, I have a Johnny Cash song uh, in reserve with Big River. So, you okay. know, we always have that as a backup. And we can also go to one of your songs. So we, 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 got, we got a backup, but let's just try to do something. So what I'd like you to do, Alex, for this experiment here, I hope everybody's excited, I'm excited, is I'd like you to play something uh, it can be a cover song, it can be one of your songs, it's just, just a space for me so I can, you know, do a little bit of that in it. Okay. And, and we'll have a little jam session. Alright. Uh, you got some on top of your head? I mean, I'm putting them on the spot. This song is, uh, dedicated, actually, it's a cover song, it'll be dedicated to the, uh, person who told me that Four Non Blondes is not a one-hit wonder band. There we go. Yeah. 
bizarre, right? It's bizarre. <laughs> There we go. Uh, Tracy. There we go. Well, <laughs> hey, shout out to Tracy there. Well, that's the. Well, he sings that song better than Four Down Blondes. Well, we got a little out of tune oil can, and uh, <laughs> and then Alex Lee Ratner on the normal guitar and vocals right there on WDCE. Well, folks, hope you're enjoying this as much as we are. We sure are having a good time here on the radio. And uh, well, Alex, you got you got another like like song you wrote like, and I won't play oil. Well, maybe I will play oil can. We'll see. We'll see what goes on. I'm gonna do, yeah, I guess one really old one that I haven't even performed since 2012, 13. Whoa, okay, going back. Is it okay if I join you on some tasteful? Yeah, I mean, you can. Sounds cool. This is actually the very first song I ever wrote. Really? Okay, this is cool. This is history. Yeah. Let's see. Um, you want to drop the mic down? Probably don't want to sing right at it. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to. These are these are definitely set up for talk and not yes. not passionate live performance, you know. So, okay. And uh, I wrote this when I was sixteen. Uh, Hold up a second. Yeah, you're good. Talk about ruining the mood. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you write, yeah. Any story behind this one? Uh, no, I was just eating my punk face so nice. you know just thought i'd put together some like three kind of chord structure song and i haven't even tried playing this song in forever so we'll see how it goes oh wait it's, a, it's another radio experiment yes all right well rock it man it's very simple and uh very easy it's um my new home is the name of it fantastic i'm looking through the ads and it's looking real bad guess i better call my dad Cause the real estate has yet to debate on what happens to my credit rate Maybe if I think about living with my mom it'll be okay But she tells me son you gotta move out someday Forget the house I still have yet to browse the homes right across the street One was owned by a masculine and bones and now he's on his Get my life in gear Then I'll buy it this year Tells me sun Shedding all these tears I'm gonna go to college But I said no to five Perhaps that's what everything is bad And I'll never find a wife I've never been on choosing Turns out I'm always losing Using and abusing the back of my Yearning, yearning how to be a better 
the oil can in the background that you this this uh, that was Alex. That was fun, man. That was Thanks, good. It was the first song you ever wrote. The first song I ever wrote. Awesome, man. Awesome. And well, how's your credit? <laughs> That's not good. Okay, well, at least, at least you got a wife. At yes, least you got a wife. All those things are mostly <laughs> untrue. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Working on it. Credit. Credit is much easier yes. to care. <laughs> James Hetfield from Metallica is, is very shy. Mm. I mean, when, you know, James Hetfield, enter Sandman, yes. you know, is very shy, but mm -hmm. he has like an alter ego. Do you ever feel like when you go on stage that you, you get to become a different person? All the time. That's All cool. the time. That's yeah, cool. I'm totally different. I can, you know, I'm that person, you know, I'm very quiet to myself, you know, like my right. private time, my private life, you know, and then when I get on stage, it's like that all that's gone. That's you know, awesome. Display my art. I, I have like, I'm the total opposite because I'm like so super extroverted. <laughs> and then I get on stage, I get shy. It, it's like I'm working on that. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. But anyways, well, you got another song for us? I mean, I know I, I don't want to be demanding no, and no. keep asking, say, hey, man, you got a song? But uh, yeah, you got, you got a song. What are you, you going to play tomorrow? Give us a, a preview if you would. Uh, Well, not sure if I'll play it tomorrow, but I will do a slower one. Um, if you go there tomorrow, you can request this one. You'd be like, hey man, will you play the, what's this one called? Uh, this one's called The Lucky One. The Lucky One. Any particular story? Uh, not, not so fast, sir. <laughs> Any particular story? <laughs> no, it was just, uh, it was kind of going through, uh, you know, tiring every last edge of my life, I guess, you know, after my dad had died and everything like that. And, you know, kind of, there was no, this one didn't really have much of a backstory behind it. Gotcha. You know, it was just, it sounded good when I put it together. And... I bet, I bet, you know what, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to ask your wife, because I bet all these have backstories, and I think, I think you're just good on the radio, <laughs> man. You're like, I know how to deal with this guy. No, like no. no, I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. All right. And, and what's it called again? Uh, the Lucky One. The Lucky One. Yeah. Alex Lee Ratner on WDCE. Take it away, sir.
the lucky one, Alex Lee Ratner. Awesome, Yay. sir. Awesome, sir, man. Great to, great to have just a, such a wonderful sampling of your music and your songwriting and your Thank story. You. And, you know, thanks, as always, for coming by the show. Of course. Thank uh, you for having me. Great to have you on here. If you guys uh, are on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Alex Lee Ratner Music. And then on SoundCloud as well, he'll be at the Hoff tomorrow, West Broad Street, 8 p.m., with a bunch of poets. Yes. You hardly know it. <laughs> I have to say that. My coffee's crashing, man. My it's, a, it's a good thing we're, we're wrapping Yay. it up before I say anything really, really dumb. So, um, well, hey, man, it has been a pleasure <laughs> hanging out. It's great to hear about the recent happiness in your life. Shout out to your wife and your stepdaughter. And uh, that's, that is wonderful. Looking forward to meeting them someday. And, yes. and we, will, we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks again, sir. And we'll see you next time. Alex Lee Ratner on WDCP. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. Don't forget to say hey on Instagram at Josh Urban, Twitter at Don't Josh Me, and JoshUrban.com. Please share this episode with your friends. Subscribe, like, all that good stuff. And most importantly, keep on doing the good work that's right in front of you. The world needs you. We'll see you on the flip side.